0: Could Covid save England and his colia busted flush? It's cricket. Only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 119, a surprise bonus cricket only better. And for that, We have to thank England's disastrous performance in the Ashes. So bad were they that they've given us enough time to squeeze in this unexpected pod before the new year. Sam Collins. Yes.
1: Happy Christmas, Ed Hawkins. Happy New Year. We might sound a bit chipper. Perhaps we're some of the only people who can be grateful for England's calamity, because, of course, our experts have been calling it for a while. Chief England basher... Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair is here again. Hello, Paul. How was your Christmas? Hi, Sam. Very good. Season's greetings to you too. Good Christmas, I hope. And SportingLife.com's Richard Mann, who started the series Singing Jerusalem, but now cannot get Waltzing Matilda out of his head. Hello, Richard.
2: Hello, Sam.
1: Hello, hello. That sounded a weary hello, Richard. (laughs) No? Okay. Leave me hanging in the ether. Um, Okay. Big news is we've decided to ditch the Ashes specials because they're not very special. That's um, how could we possibly ignore South Africa versus India in what could be a far more enticing betting prospect. So we've got the
0: preview coming up. Yes, yeah, so we've got all the stats, trends, teams, pitch reports for the fourth Ashes test at the SCG. And Tasneem Samakan is also on the show for a special SCG pitch report our
1: very own Tony Gregg. Don't miss the best bets. This year we have won you a massive 44.3 points. Let's get on with the show. Breaking news, the Ashes is over, but the series correct score does remain of significant interest. It could actually be competitive, although that may have little to do with England being competitive. Ed Hawkins, please explain this Confusing madness.
0: Yes. Could COVID save England from a 5-0 whitewash? They're dropping like nine pins. And we're not talking about their batsmen to Australia's pace bowlers. COVID is in the camp running riot. Chris Silverwood is out of the fourth test. That could be a blessing, couldn't it? Without him in charge. Just as a bit of a worry though, that the series could fall by the wayside. We've got experience of this, of course, in, in pandemic times. Once COVID gets into a cricket team, then it's difficult to budge. And we've seen plenty of tournaments called. We've got big bash matches being called off as we speak. So that could set a precedent. So be aware as we get into the denouement of this series now. Series correct scores uh, could be looking dodgy. And the fourth test could well be looking dodgy as well. And it's all about the wording for your bets, if the bet, if the test match is postponed or the fifth test is postponed, then that could leave all your series markets up and running until a solution is found or not at all. Uh, but if it's cancelled, then they're going to settle on a 3-0 or a 4-0, whichever way it goes. So just bear that in mind. Yeah,
1: and this is against a backdrop of spiralling cases in Australia, no longer Fortress Gabba. Onto the odds for the uh, series scores. 5-0 Australia is, as you say, Ed Hawkins, 2.76 to lay, 2.56 to back. Um, 4-1 to back is 6.6. 4-0 is 2 to 1. 3-0 is 15s if you think it's all getting called off. And um, 12.5 and 40, respectively, are 3-1 and 3-2. Paul Krishnamurti, Um, Put on your epidemiologist uh, hat and tell us how best to factor in the COVID factor here.
3: Well, I am very sceptical that we're going to get five tests. Um, And although we don't know what they're going to do if one gets cancelled, given that the series is over, are they really going to send England players out to Australia for one or two meaningless tests at some unknown date in the future? Surely it will be done and dusted, right? In which case, I would say that 3-0, 4-0 is probably the bet, 3-0 at 15 particularly. I mean, I'm on 4-0 at 5.9 now and that's made me really confident as has this current move for the fourth test draw amid the weather forecasts. Um, you, you know, you just have to... Run it. It, there's there's games, as you say, being called off everywhere. COVID is rampant in Australia. What are the chances that we have um, two full test matches? And as for backing 3-0, well, you know, if if the weather forecast is right and this match might end up being a draw anyway, you'd, you'd be on a fantastic bet, wouldn't you? 15.0 going into the final test being a draw. and certainly the 5-0 at 2.76 is a massive lay because the double is going to pay much more than that, I think.
1: Okay. Yes. Um, maybe even rain might save England. Forecast is not great. And the draw price has collapsed on the exchange for game four to 2.8. Richard Mann, your thoughts on
2: that, please. Well, I concur with everything Paul said there. Uh, I think at the prices, you have to get three 0 on board. Um, I, I think here, ordinarily, even with rain, I would still expect to result because I think England's batting is so fragile. We've seen that, haven't we? Um, so either way, I would expect to result. One thing I would say about England, and look, they've been so so muscled This not funny, is it? But they they have they have shown in the past that from nowhere they can win Test matches against the best. They beat India once this summer, having been completely outplayed throughout the series. They even won a Test in India back in the winter. Um, you remember Ben Stokes headingly. They've got they've got three great players in Stokes, Root, and Anderson who can win them games. The problem is that they can't win enough games because they can't rely on those guys all the time. So I won't completely rule out England here. I think I think if we were to get two full tests, I think they've got a chance of potentially winning one somewhere. Um, and, and I think we'll probably get a result this week.
1: Just time for a quick stat of the day from Hawkins before we get into the
0: match preview then. Thanks, Collins. Yeah, lovely stuff. Steve Smith got stuck in a lift this week for 55 minutes. Only Joe Root batted for longer in the fourth innings at the MCG very tragic
1: true story um, let's get on with the preview and we'll follow that with South Africa versus India best bets to come to Australia versus what's left of England the fourth test from the SCG starts on January the 4th bet for exchange prices have Australia at 1.85 England at an extremely charitable nines the draw. Hawkins has the teams.
0: Australia, well, we expect the top order to remain unchanged. So Warner, Harris, Labashane, Smith, Head, Green, Carey, Cummins. This is where it could get interesting. Does Stark play? Uh, another game or do they keep faith with Scott Boland who had that incredible debut. Josh Hazelwood could come back in instead of Boland but Nathan Lyon looks at a certain starter of course. England, we think Haseeb Hamid gets another go because uh, we don't think Rory Burns is going to be brought back in. Zach Crawley will open the batting with him. Milan, Root, Stokes, Bairstow, Butler, Robinson, Woodleach, Anderson. The SG... The SCG pitch first inning scores for you. Excuse these long list of numbers. Australia 538 versus Pakistan in 17, 649 versus England in 2018, India 622 in 2019, Australia 454 versus New Zealand in 2020, Australia 338 versus India. Uh, in 2021. A pitch so good, India may well have chased 4.07 to win in that one.
1: Okay, thank you very much, Edward. Time now for Tasneen Khan, who's been looking in more detail at what we can expect from the SCG.
4: With England's trip to the SCG imminent, let's talk about the line, the pitch and the warner. The SCG is commonly referred to as a spin-friendly track, but Australia look to be going in with just the one spinner in Nathan Lyon and it is not for the first time. Last year against India at the SCG, Australia fielded Lion and used Labosrachny to a very minimal degree. The spinners combined across the game took only eight wickets and went for 452 runs. And last year's game is no anomaly. No longer a spinners paradise, the numbers indicate that the SCG's reputation might be a little out of date, with spinners averages steadily increasing every year at the ground and the number of wickets falling to spin decreasing significantly. And things fare even worse for foreign spinners. The last time subcontinental team, historic purveyors of spin, one at the SCG was 1995 with Mushtaq Emma taking nine wickets for Pakistan. Considering the aptitude for spin subcontinental teams have and their propensity to field more than one spinner on friendly tracks, that doesn't fare particularly well for visiting sides with less spin diversity and potency. And while there's no metric for the range and quality among spinners, Yasir Shah has an average of 145 from one game and Ashwin averages 81 from three matches. It's not just foreign spinners though who have a woeful record. Uh, Nathan Lyons played 10 matches picking up 38 wickets for 40.94 runs at the ground and he is the most successful current player at the SCG in terms of wickets. Aside from one stellar performance against New Zealand where he picked up five wickets in each of the two innings, his numbers don't show the traditional hallmarks of a spinner's paradise. Um, Only twice has he picked up the most wickets in the first innings of a game and once in the second in the course of 19 innings. So where the SCG SCG's demonstrably worsened for spinners over the years, it's stayed beneficial to batsmen. In the last decade, there have been 24 centuries, including six from visitors. So while Lyon might not be at the top of England's concerns at the SCG, in terms of the Aussie batsmen, Steve Smith has three centuries in 12 innings. Labuskakny has a double century from five innings, and Warner has four centuries from 15 innings. What might concern England more than a little is despite his success at the SCG, Warner's only top scored in the first innings once, 2016, and once in the second innings in 2020. Even when he's chalking up hundreds, he doesn't seem to be doing it alone. So Warner, Labuschagne, and Smith, all in the same side, provides Australia with ample opportunities for centuries. And it's evident from the numbers that England shouldn't be putting any reliance in their spin options to prevent a tough start to 2022.
1: Thanks Tasneem. Richard Mann, do England finally score runs on a flat one or are you worried about the overhead conditions we mentioned earlier or maybe just the in-head
2: conditions given England have taken such a beating? In-head's probably a good way to put it, isn't it? Uh, look, I don't think England are going to score 500, 600, however flat it may be. I think England's best chance is winning the toss and batting first and um, because I think they're a much better side if you can get themselves ahead of the game as we've seen when they've had to second in this series, they just fall apart under scoreboard pressure. Um, but I think England's best chance is batting first, getting a score and by, by a score, I mean, just, just 300, 350. That would probably be under par here. But one thing England have done well in this series, they've bowled really well. Um, and that bowling would have looked even better had the court as well as it did last week in Melbourne. So, um, I think they'll put up a better showing this week because I think it will be a good surface to bat on and I think it'll suit Root in particular here. Um, I'll get onto that later but I don't think they're going to be scoring 500, 600. They just can't win that way, I'm afraid.
1: Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, look into your
2: crystal ball, please.
3: Well, first of all, I, I wouldn't trust him to make 300 on that St John's pitch that Lara make 375. <laughs> <laughs> they're gone. Um I would also be very wary about those overhead conditions because Sydney is a ground of extremes. We've seen lots of low totals there as well as the big totals. And looking over the last decade, four out of the 10 matches were draws generally on roads, but four out of the 10 were also last 10 matches were also over within four days and given what we've seen so far, it, you know, Australia probably only needs three, four days play to win this, um, it really, if the task, if, if England were back first, I could see them being all out for two fifty. Australia making five hundred, another innings defeat. Okay, um, to both of you, at the risk of repeating what we've
1: said in the previous three tests, what do you see as the best in-play options?
3: The usual, um, the two classic cricket betting angles. Um, Bet during but back the result during the rain break, because assuming there's some truth in the weather forecast there's going to be a lot of rain, um, Australia already drifted to a very attractive price, 1.8, 1.82, but expect that will go bigger, especially if there is a decent first inning score. Um and no, I mean, just today's South Africa India match finished. In that match, we didn't really get close to the draw, we were two sessions short. Of the draw, the draw went 1.35 during the rain in that game. So always look to do that. The market always re- overreacts to rain, and then the other angle that's worked throughout the whole series and really for years: sell England during a partnership. You know, um, the run lines are too high. They even at the start of the Melbourne innings, it was 250, was 1.7 to lay you know, they're just not that good. Their batting is fundamentally weak. And, you know, whenever they put a 50 partnership on the market, it seems to move up 50, forgetting the fact that's probably the best they're going to do during the whole innings. Okay, Richard Mann, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, touching on what Paul said, really, just the extremities with England, and I'll give you an example from, from last week. I think on that, well, how many days did we get to? I think at the end of the second day, England, what, I think 41 for far, and yet you could back under a hundred for England's total uh, nine to one for under a hundred. Look, I know they had six wickets left and they only needed sixty, but I mean they looked all over the place on that that second evening, and really Root was the only one who was going to get them. I think it was seven to two for under uh hundred and twenty-five. So I mean they're, they're pretty big prices if you can throw a few quid at nine to one. Just the extremities with England because because. Well, we know they're capable. We know they're also capable of some bad, bad batting, and we've seen that all winter. Okay,
0: um,
1: Ed Hawkins, top bats value, please.
0: Yeah, looking at these RPI records for the top three in the Australian batting lineup: Warner, sixty-one runs per innings; Smith, eighty-eight runs per innings; Labuschagne, one hundred and fourteen runs per innings. Only three matches, though. These are all. At Sydney, and I just think when you've got a potentially very flat wicket, a beleaguered bowling attack, and a very very strong batting lineup, it may well be best to play some individuals for for centuries, or maybe even fifties. And Warner is five to one, Smith is four to one, and Labuschagne is seven to two for a century. Those are. Betfair Sportsbook Price's first innings, Roost, roost, roost? root roost is boosted to 9-5 to with Betfair Sportsbook to be top England run scorer. Milan, however, seems to be a standout at 9-2, the sort of a price we might be able to get on board with. And just to reiterate how bad England are, you've got 8-1 about Burns, Hamid or or Crawley. These are individual Price's top scoring uh, and these guys are all opening batsmen. What an absolute shocker.
1: Okay, Richard man, let's come to you first on those.
2: Well, I'd stick with and I thought he got a good ball last week, but I've seen nothing to put me off him. 72 for a first inning century, as uh, appeals to me. I think Joe Root will play really well this week. I mean, he's obviously played really well all year. Um, but I think this ground, I, I know we've talked about him, the, the bounce he's catching him out in Australia, he keeps nicking off to the slips, doesn't he? But I think the SCG, yeah, it's not as quick as the others. Pictures we see in Australia, the bounce while it's true tends to be a little bit lower, a little bit more English-like, um, actually. And I think that'll suit Root's game. We know he likes to play a lot of balls. He, he, you know, he likes to glance down to third man, but I think he's got more chance of getting it, getting away with it here. And he's played one Test at the SCG. That was in 2018. He made 83 and 58 not out. So I, I, I really do think that this ground will suit him. And I'd be tempted to, I know he's never made a hundred in Australia, but I'd be tempted um, to back him to break that duck six to one for a century. And I think 13 to eight for him to make a first innings 50. That's, that's gagging to be bet. Okay.
1: Um, Ed Hawkins, top bowler stats in the first innings, please.
0: Yeah. Some strike rates just to ram home the point of how difficult it has been for bowlers Uh, recently. These are the last 10 years stats. Um, I know some of these guys didn't play the last 10 years, but uh, that's the filter I use. So Cummins 54, Hazelwood 76, Stark 82, Lyon 96. Cummins is 9-4, to top bowler with Betfair Sportsbook. It was incredibly unlucky not to get a winner on that at the MCG. It was the best of the bunch for England. Wood perhaps stands out 11-4 to and maybe even Stokes at 6s just because he'll get through a hell of a lot of overs.
1: Okay. Um quick pick from each of you guys, please. Richard Mann
2: Everything Ed said was correct there about Cummings. I'd stick with him. I thought he was desperately unlucky last week. Uh I wouldn't bet him at the price is, but Anderson just stands out for England. Much the best.
3: Okay. Paul Krishnamati. Uh if Hazelwood plays, I'd probably have a try on him. The eleven to four. And just to say on the When completely agree with the other guys, Milan nine to two and um for a tonne, Labashain and Warner, 7-2 and 5-1, to Rockside.
1: Okay, Betfair Sportsbook go 15-8 to eight for both teams to score 250. Another example of how low England have sunk. Um, let's kick off with that for the best of the rest. Paul Krishnamurti, you're up first.
3: Uh, okay, um, they haven't put all the odds up yet. We're quite early, so look out for these. Um, first of all, as in the last test, anything silly about an innings victory for Australia, 6-7-1 would be fantastic. Or on them getting 500, but I don't think they'll put those silly prices up on that again, given the previous. Also, um, odds on someone making a double century. That was a big price in the last match. We've seen loads of them. We've seen Michael Clark get a triple century at Sydney. So that's absolutely doable. Labashain made one, two test matches ago, a double, two, two matches ago here. Richard Mann? Yeah, just quickly, Nathan Lyon, I mean, I, I
2: wouldn't take a spinner in the first innings, a finger spinner anywhere, um, unless you're in the subcontinent. But I think he does spin here later into the match, and we've seen Lyon come into his own in the second innings at Adelaide. I think in running top Australia uh, bowler in the second innings, I, th- I think, a lion will probably be able to unsurp, uh, come in, say, and wooden stark in that market.
3: Just I mean, uh, yeah. one other thing on the player performances. Given that the draw is being gambled, there's a good chance that we might not see a full match here. Um, I thought Ben Stokes was very high at 112.5. That's 20 for a wicket, 10 for a catch, one for a, um, a run. In the three matches so far, he's made 56, 126, and 29. So for me, 112.5 is a pretty big ask.
2: Yeah, just jumping on that, sorry, quickly, Paul. I think when you're looking at that with Stokes in particular, people are factoring in that he usually feels in the slips, um, but he, he's not doing that because he's he's still carrying that finger injury. So I don't think people have twigged onto that yet. Thank you very much, guys. All done. Coming next, South Africa versus India and
1: our best bets. South Africa versus India starts at the Wanderers Johannesburg from Monday. for exchange prices have South Africa at 3.75, India at 2.16, the draw at 3.35. Hawkins has a low down.
0: Possible 11s. South Africa are going to line up like this, we think. Elgar, Markram gets another go, Peterson... Rassi van der Dussen, Bavuma. Now, this is where it gets interesting because Quinton de Kock has, of course, retired from Test Match Cricket. Carl Varian could get a game or Ryan Rickleton, who is more in the mould of Quinton de Kock. He's a bit of a dasher, uh, batsman keeper. Um, Mulder, the all-rounder. Jansen, Maharaj, Rabada, Nagidi. India, well, they've got options, but will they change a winning team? Rahul, Agarwal, Pujara, Kohli, Rahane, who is hugely vulnerable, can't get a score. And Shreyasaya is out there, who had a fantastic start to his test career, of course. Pant, Ashwin, Thakur, Shami, Bumrah and Suraj. Your pitch report of the Wanderers. In eight innings for Sri Lanka, Pakistan and India in the last five years, only one of those teams has made more than 250. There has been runs and there has been wickets last year. Six first inning scores for you 157 400, 262 488 187 426 India won there in 2018. Remember it well. Absolute terror track toss was the key. And five of the last six have been won by the team batted by the team batting first. So we still think it's important. I suggest if India get the toss where their way, they're a very, very good bet, batting first, absolute mortgage job.
1: Maybe the guys will disagree. Okay, those are strong words, Edward. Uh, Richard Mann, do you agree or disagree?
2: Yeah, they're, they're just a fantastic side out of India. Um, the bowling in particular, I mean, what I've watched his test. Bum was absolutely sensational. And while him and Shami are bowling as well as they are, they're just going to be such a tough nut to crack.
1: Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, worried about India's middle order, perhaps. Kohli, Pajara, Rohani, almost England-esque.
3: If you're looking for a weakness then yes um, I think they might bring Shreyas in, and they should uh, and we also should say that Rishabh Pan is due a big score and as Rich explained brilliantly last winter these South African uh, tracks are the best places to back middle order batsmen so I'm not too worried about that although to be fair if you look at the recent achievements of this India side they've generally come off really solid opening partnerships KL Rahul's batting brilliantly and it is it is notable how well very quick South African bowlers have done on this pitch so I think we'll see a low scoring game a lot will definitely depend on the toss but I wouldn't rule South Africa out I think there'll be a result and India are hot favourites but look to back on both given the stats, South Africa's weakened batting and um, lots of practice
2: shorting runs in the Ashes. Do we go low, Richard Mann? I'm not so sure, but it depends Depends when you're looking to play. I think up front, it's just so, so hard to open the batting in South Africa. The pitches are generally pretty good, but they're very spicy early on. But it does it does get easier in the middle order and, and the stats back up over the last few, few years. So I think if you're going to short runs, you want to be doing right at the start, I think if if a team is in 30 for three, don't assume that they're going to be all out for 100 because lower down, it does get easier when that ball gets soft and the hot weather burns the grass off these pitches. It does get easier to bat. So so bear in mind whether you want to be going over or under, bear in mind when to play. I I mean, it's so much easier to bat in the middle order than opening the bat in here. Paul Krishnamurti, do you have any faith in South Africa, even with your methods of placing at inflated
3: odds? Yeah, I do. Look, Quinton de de Kock is a massive loss. No question about that. But he didn't contribute much in this last match. They lost the toss and they um, very nearly made a game of it earlier. You know, another 20, 30 runs for Elgar this morning and they would have been right in that. Um, So I think that they can get competitive and and given they are starting clear outsiders, Um, I would also add that, once again, look at the weather forecast. There's a bit of rain around, showers every day, and we know how they overreact. And we say that this last pitch was a result pitch, and yet the draw went 1.35 during the rain. So look to back both sides at double their starting odds.
1: Okay. Um, Let's look at the side markets. Edward Hawkins, you've got something for us.
0: Yeah, I have. Sampson Collins, five in your last 12 first innings openers, top scorer. Right, well, I know that rather contradicts what we've been saying about middle order strength, but uh, it just kind of tees up Elgar. I think he averages 50 in your first dig in your last two years. He is the best they've got, I think, and he's been boosted to three to one for top run scorer for South Africa in the first innings by sports. But let's move on to India Some numbers here, shocking numbers. Kohli, your last two years in the first innings, he averages just 21. He's been boosted to 12 to 5 with Betfair Sportsbook. Wouldn't touch it with yours. Pujara averages 20 by the same filter. Rahane, 31. Your best is Rahul averaging 70, and Agarwal is not bad either. Shade, under 40, both at 7 to 2.
1: Okay. Thank you very much, Edward. Paul, anything you like or loathe among those?
3: Um, Elgar, 3-1 to one, all day long. Cracking price, absolutely. He's our best batsman, especially with the Cock out now. That's a really good price. Um, for India, there's nothing wrong with 7-2, Kal Rahul. That is a very good price, but he's probably due a failure. And as I say, Richard Pant is overdue. Eight beginnings and the middle order are going to do well in South Africa. So Richard Pant's the one for me. Okay.
1: Um, Same to Richard Mann. And do we short Kohli's runs here, perhaps?
2: Yeah, I I, I think, yeah, I think Verret looks at his declining fast, doesn't he? So I'd probably want to leave him alone. Um, and, And just sort of building on that middle order. Um, thing I was saying, I think when England toured here in 2019, 2020, uh, Oli Pope averaged 88, believe it or not, Ben St- uh, from number six, Ben Stokes 45 from number five, and Root 45 from number four. And then again, last last winter, Sri Lanka's sort of from five to seven, they did really well, all kicked in with scores. And with that in mind, I had no issue throwing a few quid at um, Ashwin and Thakur. Um, in the top India batsman market just at massive prices. I think you'll probably get 33 about both of them. Um clearly if some if, if Rahul gets another big one, you're up against it. But if Ingidi and Rabada can get into them early, I could easily see that paying off.
3: Um, I, think, I think it was a hundred to one last time, short of the the core.
2: Right, crikey I was right. Yeah, I was thinking sort of thirty-three is both, but yeah, that would that would definitely interest yeah. me. I think long term it would probably pay anyway. I'm sure he top scored at the over last year, didn't he? He did, yeah. Okay, hey, Ed
1: Hawkins. Um, anything on top bowlers?
0: Pacers dominate at the Wanderers. All twelve, all uh, all twelve of your top wicket takers in the first innings, uh, last five years are Pacers. So Nagida, who dominated against India, deserves way way more respect at threes. Maharaj is way too short at eleven to four. Rabada is five to two favourite. Yanson is nine to two. Similarly, Siraj looking big at hundred to thirty. Bummer is your 5-2 favourite, Ashwin and Shami at 11-4, to four, suggests Suraj should be in place there instead of Ashwin at those odds.
1: Okay, any views, Paul and Richard?
3: Yeah, I like one here, actually. It's a bit of a pun that whether he plays or not, but Dwayne Olivia, they would hype him up before that first match as if he was going to play, about he would take a lot of wickets. He took eight wickets on his sole previous appearance on this ground three years ago against Pakistan. Out and out pace bowler, takes a lot of wickets, seven to two top bowler, top wicket taker, 14 to one man in the match. And of course, you'll get your money back if he doesn't play. I'm
2: okay, um, do with, with Ed and Gidi actually. The, the man just takes wickets. Um, so yeah, he'd get my vote Gidi. Any other options on the side, guys, before we go to the best bets?
3: I haven't spotted anything yet.
2: Not for me. I'd just, yeah, I'd just be sticking the middle order and same for South Africa as well. Um, I'd probably be with my man Rassi van der Dussen.
3: Oh, just very quickly, um no odds out yet, but perhaps no century in the match, which was generally a seven to two chance. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game this bowlers on top.
0: Yeah, I think there's one century in the last three tests, Paul, and there wasn't a century in that 2018 meeting between these too, because I remember tipping it. I think was an absolutely terrible uh, wicket. So fingers crossed, we get another one like that.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Now, end of that section. Next is the best bets. <laughs> best bets time. Ed Hawkins, as always, is here with some scores and some doors.
0: Yeah, even though we've done an unexpected episode before year end, we're still. Winning you money overall for the year. Paul Krishnamurti is plus 31.5. Richard Mann is plus 12.8. Can't remember who it is to go first this time. Um, so whoever shouts first goes. I think it's Paul, actually. So Oh, I'll... look at Richard. He's so
3: nice. <laughs> he is very generous. Yeah, <laughs> You know we've got the same bet, don't you, as well?
2: I don't. No, no, I'm beginning I'm to be worry.
3: Maybe not, all right. Okay, um, my first bet... Um, 1.5 units minus Labershain to make a ton in the first innings oh what an awful man sorry <laughs> uh, <it's> not- <laughs>
2: no um, I'll kick off um, I'm going to have to do some recalculating I'll kick off with two units uh, Joe Root to make a first innings 50 at 13 to 8
3: I'll have one unit on David Warner to make a ton in the first innings 5 to 1
2: and I'll have uh, one unit on Joe Root to make a ton in the first innings at 6 to 1
3: I'll have um, one unit on Richard Penn at 6-1 um, to one to be top India run scorer.
2: And I'll have one unit on Manus Labercheen, top Australia batsman. I knew I'd get him somewhere.
3: And I'll have uh, one unit at 7-2, Dwayne Olivier, top South Africa bowler.
2: And I'll finish off with a unit on Rassi van der Dussen, uh, top South Africa batsman.
3: Okay, and I'm gonna finish off the year with a treble. Half a unit treble on David Milan, top England bat, Dean Elgar, three to one, top South Africa bet bat, and Dwayne Olivia, seven to two, to be top South Africa bowler.
0: That's ending 2021 with a bang. Fingers crossed. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair. all your previews on there for your big bash yeah ashes and south africa versus india we've also got in play pieces for every day that england managed to make it a game in the ashes and just time to say happy new year to all our cricket only better listeners and we'll see you in 2022 and that's a promise